Hello everybody, welcome back to the second episode of the Dave Madden podcast. Today we're going to be looking at a topic of why following your passion is a bad idea for your work life and your career. So stay tuned and I hope you'll enjoy this episode. So I don't know about you, but going through life, I've often looked at people who just seem to know exactly what they are doing and think to myself, how the heck do they do it? How do they know what they want to do? I mean, I, I still don't know. I, I enjoy my job, I enjoy the area I'm in, but in terms of actually defining it and putting a particular career title or job title on it, I, I really struggle. And so what you often see on social media, Instagram, even some podcasts that you'll see, is this whole idea that follow your passion and chase your dreams and do what you love. But I know for me that that falls on completely deaf ears. As you'll hear later, my whole passions and dreams have changed the older I get. And I'd say that actually this whole idea of following your passion and doing everything you can to pursue it has actually given me a lot of anxiety and particularly insecurity. Especially that I thought when I would pursue my passion that that very thing that I love now turns out to be just another thing and I now no longer really enjoy it and the thing that I used to love now turned into a chore. So I wonder if that's ever happened to you. I know it's happened to me and I would say that it happened to me at least a couple of years ago. But today what I want to do is I want to tell you the common advice of why following your passion is generally poor advice and why I think if we're not careful we can misinterpret the entire intent of the idea of following your passion and the advice that we get. So here's a disclaimer. I don't think that following your passion is, is necessarily completely like just stay away from it. I think actually it's grounded in good intent, but I just don't think it's necessarily helpful. Um, so let's just get on with it. So the idea is most people don't have a passion. That's point number one of this whole debunking the idea of having a passion is most people don't have a passion and on top of that, they don't really have a passion that necessarily supports a career choice. So out of a survey that was done, covered in the book from Cal Newport, um, he said that 96% of people usually have a passion that's associated with some sports or arts or a video game. And only about 4% of people actually have any sort of passion or interest that could form a sort of path to a career that they would inevitably grow in and become really good at. Now, I don't know about you, but that completely relates to me i have gone through my life so far and i've met maybe one or two people that really have a passion and they're pursuing it or the general consensus i've found is that most people have absolutely no clue what their passion is and if you were to ask them they'd, they'd have no idea maybe they give you a hobby maybe they would tell you that they enjoy doing something but passionate what's that and i don't think people really know and so point number two of this is that passions change over time there's no gene or personality that determines your pre-existing passion and career path. And your dreams at 18 are different to your dreams at 24, different to your dreams at 30 and 40. At the moment, as a 24-year-old, I am dreaming of becoming really good at career and you know getting an X-Pi rise. Or maybe I want to become good at uh, a particular programming language and this dream of being um, uh, an iOS developer. And that at the moment is my focus and that's my goal and I'm working towards it and I'm trying to work towards it. But if I'm not careful, that pursuit could end up turning my interest in iOS development into something that actually becomes a chore. 
And so it's this idea as a third point that hobbies and personal passions don't always have to translate into some sort of fulfilling career. So when you're monetizing a hobby, it can quickly backfire, to be quite frank. If you're trying to turn a hobby about hand lettering or maybe it's a sport or whatnot into uh, some way of making money or a career, you might lose your joy in that hobby and it will be quickly become a chore, similar to what I've just said in the second one and the first one. And so basically what you can conclude here is that actually compelling careers, the ones that you hear about, even Steve Jobs and even people like Bill Gates and whatnot, they had no pre-existing passion, but their careers had a complex origin. And what you need to do is reject the simple idea that all you have to do is follow your passion. It's not healthy advice and it can lead to you ultimately feeling very overwhelmed and worried and anxious about your future. Um, and so actually all of this is grounded in essentially four things. We all desire to have flexibility in our jobs. That's where it comes at. We want flexibility. We want to be able to choose a career we want and have a flexible schedule. We want to be able to have autonomy. We want to have the ability to make our own choices and pursue our interests in our work. And we also want to have influence. We want to be able to mentor people. We want to have to, you know, be able to have influence decisions that are being made on projects or company strategy and getting involved in initiatives. And we also want to be able to influence people. We want to pass on our experience and want them to grow. But also we want to have creativity, something that we can create, put our names on, and know that we contributed to bringing that into reality. And so when you realize all of these things that I've just said have actually very little to do with this idea of a pre-existing passion, you can safely abandon the myth of finding your passion and instead focus on becoming, which we'll hear in a minute, so good that they can't ignore you. So how do you get the leverage that you need to choose the job that you want? How do we get these you know, flexibility, autonomy, influence, and creativity? Well, we do it by building leverage in the jobs that we that we want. We need to have rare and valuable skills. We need to have skills that are in decent demand. We need to have skills that add a lot of value to a customer, a client, or a company. We need to have skills that solve real valuable problems. And we need to have skills that mean a lot to a particular industry. So if you're a programmer, maybe you are wanting to become a software developer, maybe you need to have rare and valuable skills in a particular language. Maybe you need to have a good idea of computer architecture. If you're an electronics engineer, maybe you need to know how to be able to do 3D modeling and how to turn that into uh, developing circuit boards and knowledge of microprocessors, all that. If you're a design, maybe you need to have a knowledge of a particular design tool like Figma, Adobe XD. Maybe you need to know not just UI design, maybe you need to know user experience design too. Maybe you need to venture out of the area that you know at the moment and form rare and viable skills in, 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 a, in a certain area or a sub area that you've not previously wanted to touch. And so this is this idea of being able to leverage and build rare and viable skills. And it goes back to this idea of what's called career capital. It's not letting your skills plateau and become stagnant. It's not um, and refusing to um, become complacent. You need to embrace deliberate practice. You need to develop a craftsman mindset. And you also need to be consistent and you need to show up. If you are just going to go about your life and just let the current skills you have stagnate and you're not going to grow and you're not going to look at the trends and, and, and take that on as your responsibility to become better in those things, you will very quickly become replaceable. And ultimately, you won't have much control of your career when you can't really add any value in the future because you, I've, you, you, you refuse to utilize or take on a new method of working or you just think that your way of doing it is better than everybody else's because that's the way it's always been done.
So don't let your skills plateau and don't become stagnant. So what does that mean? Learn, go out and find the trends. Keep up to date and get involved, network, socialize with people and find out from the market, find out from new startups, things like that that are going on that help you to know where certain things are going. So for example, cryptocurrency um, and blockchain. Anybody that's going forward and wanting to become a software developer, if you can understand how to do that, you'll be really valuable in the coming years, particularly or if the world transitions into using more cryptocurrency based methods. Now number two, embrace deliberate practice. You need to become an expert performer. You need to be deeply learning and you need to be intentional in the pursuit of your skills and your experience. Deliberate practice, intentional practice. So how do you do that? Well, you might want to set a time at work that's dedicated to your personal and professional development. You might want to block out a calendar um, part and agree a time with your boss online manager that you can use to upskill. All of those things are going to be helpful for you. So number three, developing a craftsman mindset. Basically, keep going when it's hard and tedious. Keep going when you fail. Keep going because you know you will improve. Keep going because you know you're going to learn exponentially because of your failures and your improvements. But also put in the work. And it's also doing the not so glamorous work that maybe you don't want to do. All of those things are going to help you to grow and become a much better person and be a much more collective whole character. You need to get comfortable with failing because you will fail, but you will improve. And if you don't know something, ask dumb questions and it's better to be dumb now and learn and then not to be so dumb later. And sometimes being the dumbest person in the room isn't the worst thing because you very quickly realize what you don't know and what you need to do to go out and get it. So I'm going to end with this quote for the podcast. I want to try and keep it under 10 minutes. But if you're focusing on becoming so good that they can't ignore you, you're going to be left behind. That's if you're not focusing on becoming so good that they can't ignore you. If you get clarity on this, it's actually quite refreshing. It tells you to stop worrying about what your job offers and instead worry about what you are offering the world. This mindset, which is called the Kruppen mindset, allows you to sidestep the anxious questions generated by the passion hypothesis of who am I and what do I truly love, and instead put your head down and focus on becoming valuable. So all these skills are skills that are inevitably going to help you moving forward, and I hope that that helps to sort of dissect this a bit more. I'll focus a little bit more on uh, the next podcast next week on this, but hopefully that's helped. Maybe that's helped you to breathe a little bit. Maybe that's helped you to realize that there's no point in worrying and sitting there desperately trying to find what your passion is because there might not be one. Maybe what you need to do is to find something you're interested in, do all you can to become good at that thing and seek to become so good that they can't ignore you. podcast has been helpful to you today the idea of covering the whole passion hypothesis is 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 something that i've not done before and i hope i've done a good job of unpacking it if you've liked this podcast please give it a thumbs up reshare it with your friends share it on twitter and also just get in touch with me let me know what you thought i'd love to know of any ideas you have and even if you've got a rebuttal of what i've just said i'd love to hear the other side of the argument have a great rest of the week and see you next time